Now more than ever, the industry that fuels the world needs the right people to modernize and unify a global energy platform. The transformation is both digital and cultural. Join us as we explore strategies for success in the hyper-competitive war for talent here on the Energy Workforce of Tomorrow podcast, hosted by the IBM North American Oil and Gas Team. So, a little about our sponsors, Ericsson. As we're all aware, the oil and gas industry is digitizing rapidly. In addition to helping the industry reap the benefits of cost reductions, capture efficiencies for top-line revenue, achieve safety and environmental goals, digitization is enabling better and stronger connectivity. Ericsson provides best-in-class connectivity solutions for the oil and gas industry with its 4G and 5G private networks. Check out their site at www.ericsson.com forward slash oil and gas. I will put this in the notes of each one of the episodes. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Energy Workforce for Tomorrow, sponsored by Ericsson. My name is Jason Duff, your host today, the IBM Consulting Lead for Oil and Gas based in Houston. Today, my co-host is Jim Kosas. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jason. How's it going today? Very good. Very good. So, hey, the people we've got on today, we've always spoken about energy workforce. Of course, that's where the podcast is about and the need to make the next where do we find the next Jim's, Jason's, cyber security, data analytics people? I think we've got a great people coming in today to talk about this. The company we brought in is IT Experience. So hello, Selver Ihiwario and Michael Ihiwario. How are you guys? Hi, Jason. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. And you actually got that name right, Ehiwario. Do you know what? I tried that. You and I have met before, and I was I looked and thought, have I got that right? Have I got that right? So there you go. Ba-boom. You there got you it go. perfect. <laughs> Jim, I passed the test already. Yeah, look at you. Learning all kinds of pronunciations, Jason. <laughs> so, Silva, would you, Michael, would you like to introduce yourselves of who you are, personally? Yeah. Sure, yeah. So my name is Michael Ahiwari, and thanks for the, the brief introduction. So I work in an oil and gas industry, you know, been there for 15 years now, a great industry. And also in addition, I'm also one of the board members for IT Experience, which is a non-profit organization. So um, Silver is here to introduce yourself as the, you know, I'll pass it on to Silver. But, um, and you're an upstream guy, Michael, right? If I understand, that's yes, where your experience has been. I'm an upstream, you know, oil and gas professional. Hey, Jim, if he's any good after this podcast, we should be employing him, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think so, Michael. <laughs> and over to the boss, Silver. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Jason. Michael nice. and I know already you're the boss. Okay. <laughs> nice to be here to talk to everyone. My name is Silva Hiwario. I am the founder of um, IT Experience. And I'm also a director of Women Who Code in Houston. I know we're going to talk about IT Experience in a bit. But yeah, I'm excited to be here and to talk to you all about all we are, all the fun things we are doing. But by the way, Jim, she's also hiding something, as Silver always does. She's also a chemical engineer, I believe, Jim. Jim. Wow, Jim look Jason. at that. Another person that we might want to try to bring in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Silver, explain the IT experience. Who is it and where are you based? Okay, IT experience, we are based in Houston here. Texas. We are a nonprofit that is helping participants transition into the tech industry. So we do this through trainings and collaborations with companies. 
and experts in the tech industries who brings in best practices and their expertise in the different field in tech to the community. And this gives our participants the opportunity to freelance and also get that first tech job in the industry. Also, our target communities are the underrepresented communities, minority communities, women that are returning back into the workforce after taking some time off, and a lot more, Black African American and all the fun communities out there. So our soul mission is providing that platform where everyone interested in technology career can gain that practical experience to help them get a dream job. Whether they are new to IT, our experience, or returning after a break, we in IT experience kind of recognizes that special challenges that come with that job search, and we all make the journey easier. So that's in a nutshell who IT experience is. But Silva, how did you go from chemical engineer to being the CEO of IT experience? Actually, that's the fun part. (laughs) (laughs) Really the fun part. Just like you said when we started, I mean, I finished my, is it high school now? (laughs) High school, yeah. So I got into college and I did chemical engineering, five years course back in Nigeria. It was fun, challenging, especially for a woman, but it went, I mean, well, I finished it and got a job with oil and gas back in Nigeria. Worked for five years as a process engineer. I mean, worked on big projects with Exxon, and I think some other companies out there in Nigeria, and it was fun, five years plus. Then Michael, my husband, was in the States then, so I had to relocate to the States to meet him. And being the person that I am, I'm always hardworking, thinking, wanting to do something. So when we relocated to the U.S., I decided, oh, let me get my master's. I'm in an advanced country. Let me take the opportunity that I have to do my master's in chemical engineering. So I did my master's in chemical engineering, did some courses in petroleum engineering as well. So finished my master's and he was transferred to Texas. It's the oil and gas city. So he was transferred, <laughs> transferred to Texas and the oil price then was kind of fluctuating and the industry was like not stable at that point in time for a job. So I was like, okay, what do I do now? Maybe I should get a skill and get a skill in something else. Then I didn't know exactly what I needed, but let me just get another skill that will not take me away from chemical engineering completely but kind of amplify what I'm doing in chemical engineering. I make my work better because I still was like, I want to do a chemical engineer. I want to be, I mean, all that. Let me go back a little bit. Before then, I started like, I like being an entrepreneur. That's part of who I am. So I started like a small business out there and I wanted to like build a website for the business. And I noticed that the platform out there didn't have all the functionalities that I needed. I was like asking, can you do this? Can you do this? They will be like, no, it can't. I'm like, oh, I wish I had this skill to be able to build a website and put in all my thoughts and creativity to it so that I don't need to like make do with what I already have. So fast forward to me thinking about what skill do I need to get to amplify my chemical engineering background? I decided to do or get a new skill in tech. So I searched and found a bootcamp, did like a full stack, I signed up for full stack web development for six months. It was fun, interesting, challenging as well, because coming from another background and trying to gain that new skill, I had to learn a lot of things. Maybe in another 
podcast, I'll talk about the challenges I had along the way trying to gain this new skill. So, yes, that was how I registered for the boot camp. Like I said, it was fun, interesting, challenging. And above all, I was pregnant, actually. So all that combined was what made it really fun. And Jason, I think I know right now why my five years old is very intelligent. I never <laughs> thought about that before, actually. So while I was thinking and trying to knock my head and trying to get through a code, we were both doing this together, I guess. So that's why that guy is so like... He was in your belly doing this. <laughs> so, so now I understand why he's so intelligent. But yeah, so that was how I went through the course, finished it. And I told myself, yeah, I'm ready to take on the world now with my creativity. Now I can build, I can do front-end, back-end, databases, tie it all together, host a website out there or an app. And, you know, it was fun. I was like, yes, now I'm ready. Let's go build something creative or do something fun. But then it was so hard to, like, get a job. Coupled with the fact that I'm an introvert. I'm very introverted. So... Looking you for think that. you're introverted. You're not really introverted. You <laughs> think you're introverted. Michael and I have spoken about this. You're <laughs> just a quiet extrovert. So, so yeah, no, thank I, you. Yeah. <laughs> so looking for that job wasn't like fun. So I was like, okay, I think it would be nice to have a place where people coming out from the boot camp, especially from a transitioning point of view, or people that are looking to gain a new skill to have a place where they can, like a safe spot for them to network, for them to continue learning. And we know what IT is like. You have to continuously learn, continuously work on projects. Because then when I got out, they will, anywhere I submit my resume, they're going to ask, oh, did you do work with a real client? Or is it just bootcamp project? I know that I'll be like, oh, it's just bootcamp. And that was like a career for me. They wanted somewhere that's maybe where I've worked with a life client and able to say, okay, this is what I did, that, that, that. So even my translatable skills was not enough at that point in time. So having a place where people could meet like a safe spot to network, work on projects, gain more insights into the tech industry, you know? So that was how IT experience was um, created. So I told you she was journey. impressive, Jim. I told Indeed. you someone was impressive. That was how my journey started, actually, from chemical engineer to IT. And now I'm not actually looking back anymore. I want to stay in IT. Well, I'm kind of curious about what's next, but uh, because it seems like you never stop. But one thing <laughs> I'll say is that I love the name IT Experience Silver because you can look at that in so many different ways. It's the experience of IT, but it's also you've talked about, you know, your personal experience, the industry experience. Do you mind sharing a little bit about, you know, how you came up with that name and your thinking behind that? Actually, the first name that we had was Tech Connect. I was like, Tech Connect? Yeah, we had it for a while. Then we're like, it's like there's someone that already has Tech Connect. So we now sat down and said, okay, maybe IT experience. Why I particularly chose that name was we wanted something that would connect with people. I mean, like at the first start, putting the word IT, something you won't forget, something that will connect with you, something that is actually what you're looking for, IT experience. So it's easy not to, I mean, you don't just forget and say, what did they say the name of the company is again? You know, things like that. So it's easy to connect to it. It's easy to 
for someone on the other side to know what it's about from the name. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and in addition, we're also looking at just, so when you take some of these trainings online, we want to make it a platform where people can continuously develop skills to be able to build their portfolio, right? So training is one thing, but also projects. So the IT experience was about giving people experiences beyond just the learning, but also in a projectized way where you yes, can yes. gain a few more things, work on projects together in a collaborative environment and build your portfolio and resume to help you stand out um, during job search. So Michael, Valentine's Day, maybe it was a Valentine's present actually, there was, a, you, there was an announcement that IBM's relationship with IT experience was, can you discuss that and how that came about? Because I only knew about it on the 14th. Clearly you and Silva were doing work pre that to make sure that would work. But yeah. what, how did it come about and what is it? Oh, thank you. That's a very good one. I think as Silva mentioned, right, we IT experience is all about providing training and also career guidance opportunity for communities. And what we do is that we, we reach out to companies to be able to see how they can provide skills and training to the underrepresented community. We have partnership with other companies as well. So last year, I think Silver, in her you know mindset of continuously reaching out for, for that partnership, she reached out to IBM and explained what IT experience is about and the community we represent. And I think that connection started from there. From the first day we had contact with Cheryl, it was actually a great experience. So as you know, IBM has a very big, you know, commitment to ambition to train um, 30 million people across the globe by 2030. Right. So it's a very big, big ambition, right, to be able to achieve that. So they do a lot of this in collaboration with um, partners, you know, NGOs, government, universities, in February 14th, on Valentine's Day, which was a very timely <laughs> announcement, you know, they announced the addition of about 45 new educational partners, you know, to join that journey. IT Experience was one of such partners that joined the IBM Skills Build community. So this is great. I think what it does is that it brings a lot of training learning opportunity to communities, right? And then the beauty about the IBM Skills Build platform is that we are not limited by licenses. So the number of people that you have that are willing to learn, they can all be onboarded to go through the Skills Building program. So the programs that we have, I don't know if you want me to talk about the programs on the Skills Build at this point. Yeah, I think so, Michael. I mean, please do. And I'm also keen to understand when you talk about the communities, we're talking about the Houston area too, right? So yes. focus on Houston. So I think that's fantastic because as we talked about earlier, Houston's the center of oil and gas in the U.S. certainly. And you know, having skills closer to that local community is so important for many of the clients that we work with. I agree. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. So since we were based in Houston, so Houston is our base, we're looking to expand, you know, training across the, the Houston community, but also expanding even beyond Houston to other parts of the U.S. and globally. So we, we have um, significant outreach currently in uh, the churches community, the African-American community, underrepresented community, places where they don't feel like they have a foot to that door, right? When you talk about, you know, tech job, when you talk about IT-related job, 
those things sometimes look like foreign to some of this community. I think that is our goal. And as Silva mentioned, that is our mission. And the partnership with IBM actually is going to help us achieve that by bringing these skills in IT, in cybersecurity, in data analytics to these underrepresented communities and also to women, you know, upskillers in general, people that are returning to the industry after taking time off to raise children. You know, it's a very good platform and we're so excited about the partnership with IBM to help us achieve that. Jim, just thinking of what Michael and Silver have covered and given the energy of the oil and gas business going through the energy sort of, you know, transition, you and I have always spoken about where does the industry get cyber data analytics? This is a fantastic program that I feel really proud that we're part of with IT Experience. And there's just so many areas, Jim, that you and I, not only on this podcast, but we do as a business with IBM where this could help clients IBM, how do we get these people back to work, especially the un- underrepresented community, females come back to it. I just, I love this, Jim. This is just the right piece, right? Yeah, I can't imagine a better kind of combination of skills to focus on with kind of the data side of things, the analytics, security. These are all of the skills that are in, in such big demand from all of the customers that we talk to. I think added to that is also this almost blurring of having kind of the skills around, you know, those hot areas, but also back to the experience thing, right, in oil and gas, having some of those skills of if it's process engineering, mechanical engineering, or even just being out into the in the field, and knowing what it's like to to work on a rig, to have these hard skills along with the technical skills. And that's where you need that local expertise. These, you know, there's some skills you can you can have remotely, but having the skills local is, is really a differentiator. Silva, how do people find out about, apart from going on, but how do you select the right people? Is there a selection process that you will do or how do people find you, Silva, just out of interest? How people find us right now is through our website and social media handles. We're also heavy on Google Ads as well and Met and Microsoft Ads. That's how they find us right now. So we put out the ads out there. We ask a few, some questions to find out those that actually are ready to go through the rigors of actually learning to be, yeah. So they must be 18 and above. That's the minimum. 18 and above, okay. Yeah, yep. 18 and above. And we ask some questions to find out where their interest lies and if they are committed to finish the course within the stipulated time. And then we do some selections based on that. But the good thing is that the IBM platform is unlimited, has an unlimited, which is which I'm so excited about. So if people demonstrate commitment to finishing the course and having the device to finish the course and are 18 and above, we allow them to use the plat to come into the platform and do their training and aside that we also offer like slack we use we put them all in slack communities where they can network interact remove all barriers to to learning and also resume help interview preparation mentoring and coaching us also we have this the partnership came with mentorship and coaching as well with IBM, so which is very, very great. So they have the opportunity to log into the mentorship and coaching platform, indicate their interests, where they want to be mentored as well. 
it kind of matches them with a mentor. So this is great as well. Then, yeah. I think it gives us silver as well. I mean, you just mentioned it on the IBM side, you guys presented last week to the local Houston community and my team, et cetera. And everyone's excited of how do we get involved in coach, mentor, train. And I think that's an exciting bit of all of us as we do all of us want to. I mean, Jim and I also spoke about Red M who we do a lot of work with of fighting sex trafficking. I can imagine I need to introduce you to David Reed, and we need to talk with that community of how does this also tie in. There's just so many tie-ins, Jim, I think, in this one that I can easily see it working of give back, the right things to do, client work, even some of the stuff we're doing today. This is an easy add-on. Yeah, I think the local aspect of it really helps, you know, to get things going and you start to build that synergy, right, where, you know, one thing kind of feeds into another. And Silver, question for you. So the flexibility of this, so I know there's a timeline around by which participants need to complete their course, but they can do it at their own time. It's not like they've got a eight to five or, you know, daytime only, or there's some flexibility built into this. No, it's very, very flexible. It's not like eight to five. It's just maybe for the total cost, we could say recommended three months to finish it or six months to finish it so that people know that there's a start and a finish date to it and they get committed to it. But then you can go whichever way you want, spend some time, I mean, do your work. But yeah, it's very, very flexible. Yeah, if you've free time in the evening or in the morning, depending on your your requirements, right? So there is that flexibility. And then there's certifications too that come with the completion of this. Is that true? Yes. Most of the courses for each of the skills you get as you do the trainings, you get a badge, which you can share online and in all social media platform. And most importantly, the badge is issued by IBM, which is a great thing. So then at the end of the course, for some of the courses, you get some certifications, which IBM covers, which is great. And for one of them, CompTIA Prep, you pay for the certification, but everything through preparation, IBM takes care of that. So yes, you get certifications, completion certificates, and skills uh, badges, as you, which is very great to showcase online. Yeah. And Michael, one of the things you and I spoke about last week is you want to try and do these things face-to-face, right, in the mentoring. So what we said was, can we use the IBM facility? Can we get the people in there? Because I think it's a really important. If we do online, you're not really – that IT experience that Jim and Silver were talking about, we really want to reach out and help these people, correct? Yes. See them that, more face-to-face. That's correct. You know, I think with every online learning platform, there is also the – sometimes the drive and the motivation to be able to sustain that learning journey compared to like an in-person and form of learning. So I think what we're planning to do and we discussed it last week is to have some in-person, face-to-face opportunity where we have IBM experts come and talk about the, the program, maybe some intro to data analytics, intro to cybersecurity and the other courses. But in addition, though, we, we want the learner to have the end-to-end, to be able to see the value after this training program. You know, for some of our learners, you tell them, oh, you can take a class in a course in data analytics, but what kind of jobs is out there for data analytics? What does a career path look like? What does a career path for cybersecurity look like? Will I, what kind of job will I be able to get after a six-month training? So I think that's where the in-person really comes very handy, to see IBM expert and volunteers come and talk about their own journey 
you know, well, how did this start? You know, how has the journey been? And that would actually really help people motivated so that when they go back, you know, to their homes, they're able to put more effort and energy into continuing the learning, you know, on their own. Doing that actually is big. It's going to help us with in terms of having higher completion rates so yeah. that people that come in are able to complete it. But when you tie that in with the mentoring opportunities that is actually available with the skills build, I think that's really actually going to really reach out and really touch the communities that we're interested in. And Jim, we're going to do this some of this at 315 Capital, the IBM building downtown in Houston. So that'll be fantastic as well. Of you know, just part more of the partnership of making sure that we we can get the right people, do the right staffing, we've got the right technology there as well, Jim. Yeah, and also great. plus some complimentary pizzas or snacks will be provided. Yeah, table so tennis, we, table yep. tennis experience. There, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Let's talk about your table tennis experience last Friday. <laughs> um, I think the the in-person thing, Michael, that you mentioned, I think is so important because I think sometimes when you're looking from the outside of the technical industry, you meet folks who are, seems like they've had these skills their entire life. And where do I start with it? And I think it's important to, to remember that no one's born with these skills. Everything that anyone knows about security, about data analytics, these things, they've all learned, right? And they start at some place. So having folks that are starting out with an interest in these skills and seeing folks who have gone through that journey and understanding that all of this is a learned skill and something that anyone can do if they've got kind of the commitment to do that is so important. And that mentoring along the way to say, okay, now that I've gotten to this point, how do I actually get started? Because if you don't have that access, it's really hard to kind of figure it out on your own. And that's what we intend to provide. Thank you. And also, I also see that in a synergy for the Red M as well in this, in a way, because if you're able to, I mean, get people out of maybe the sex trafficking thing and you provide a platform where they could learn and not just learning and leaving. Okay, so they learn, they get mentored, they get support, they are able to get a micro-internship or apprenticeship and finally get like a tech job, entry-level tech job. You've actually nailed it, like created a pipeline for them to never go back to that profession anymore. Well, there's two things, isn't there, Silva? You and I and Michael were talking about. There's the intervention of p- taking people like that off the streets and give them a safer life, but there's also prevention, yes, which I yes. know we can go to school and give people, make sure they graduate mm-hmm. college and don't have to go to you know to the certain routes in their life. I think it's fantastic. And again, we'll need to get it's on my action list. I've already got hold of Keisha, etc., Jim, to get hold of David Reed and have this discussion with them. Well, future, just thinking about this with the listeners listen to this, this will be oil and gas, Houstonians. What help do we need, Silver and Michael, from others outside of IBM? Because we do need help, right? We need people to select the right people in the funnel. Potentially, there's. I would assume if people want to help mentor, we'd be very happy about that, as well as joining IBM, but also roles at the end of it and making sure we find companies, correct? No, thank you. Maybe I can take that. I, I yeah. think, you know... Like Silva mentioned, we continue to look for more support and partnership from industries in general, companies, not just in the IT space, but also other industry. I think what we need is simple. We need mentors. Um, we need industry experts 
to actually you know volunteer time to actually support this community in the form of helping with resume you know assistance we also need people to provide training similar to what IBM is doing you know providing this on demand training is free free is a very strong yeah. word absolutely free at no cost to the learner right some of all these other programs out there they they can be very expensive and not affordable to some communities. So what we need is more support from the industry in general, but also in addition, we want to be able to do something that is end-to-end, not just having them completing the program and going out without something. So maybe any support from industry in terms of you know, jobs. If you have jobs that you want to provide to underrepresented communities, I think IT experience is a place to be reach out to us. We have learners that are really in, you know, in a place where they really need every assistance from the industry. So internship, micro-internship, co-ops, and also job opportunity for our community here in Houston will be great. I mean, Jim, just rounding back to that, I've got two or three opportunities in my mind that we could go to our clients and somehow team on this end-to-end, but also potentially look at the cyber jobs that we need in this industry and also data analytics, Jim. I mean, there's, yeah, I think we just need like-minded people around the table, Michael and Silver, and that'll be the commitment I'll give and Jim and the team that we will help on this one. That's definitely not just over to IT experience. We don't see, I think what we said last week is this, You, we do need help from the community. This is a fantastic thing. I love being, I'm very proud to be part of it, but we do need others to, understand it and then understand Gem. I think which areas they want to how can they get involved and what they could offer to this yeah absolutely I think it's that first step right it's kind of you know how do you go from zero to one you know how do you you know go from taking the you know the course and getting the certification to getting that first job that first internship and then from there it's all downhill so that's you know where that continuity needs the support of folks you know beyond the four of us so just as we're wrapping up, there was something that Silver said. She keeps bringing these little bits and nuggets, as you and I always spoke about, Michael. You are the female leader for coding in Houston, did you say, Silver? Can you explore? Or did I get that wrong? Can you correct me and tell me what it is? Another asset, Jim, by the way, just something else she does in her spare time. Yeah. So I'm actually the director of Women Who Code in Houston. Oh, Women Who Code, sorry. you got well, yeah, yeah, Women Who Code in Houston. So I kind of work with amazing, amazing women out there with different expertise and different industries. So we create programs for women to come together where they learn from somebody that has been in the same shoe as them and able to learn from them and also get a skill in any of the tech skills that we have out there. So, but it's a fun community that is very, very, very inclusive and it gives women the safe space to aspire to greater heights and also achieve whatever career they look up to achieve. Is there anything else you're hiding while you're on? (laughs) Every time I talk to you, you bring something else new in. I just learn more and I realize now why Michael is very proud. I mean, amazing, amazing lady. Yeah. I mean, Jim, this is just exactly what we need to be part of. Yeah. We've not even explored that, Jim, of some of our female leaders and, and sort yes, of taking yes, a great yes. way of how we get involved in silver. 
Yeah. And I think that you bring the experience of being, you know, maybe one step beyond, two steps, three steps beyond kind of that initial kind of introduction to, you know, the hard skills, but what does it take to be successful? You know, what are the challenges you face? How do you kind of start in the industry, I think is really the experience that we want to share with the broader group. True. That's true. I think we'll get you back on, Silver. Sorry, I'm not saying, Michael, you're not interesting, but Silver, joking <laughs> apart, I need to get you on with some female leaders in Houston and help yes, get yes, your yes. value, Jim, I think, into others and vice versa, which will also help us with this IT experience journey. Michael, we can find someone else for you to do as well. Sounds you good. Be, we need to use the smart ones here, joking apart. Okay. <laughs> I'm come to think of it, really, and this will help build the soft skills where we were talking about. You know, we said hard skill can be learned, but the soft skills you get from communities, from the mentors, from people you, you interact with and you see and you connect to. Yeah, true. Any final words, Jim? I'm just in awe, I think, of these two, of what they've achieved and who they are. And I'm very proud of that IBM's part of this. And your point of Houston oil and gas and what we need, it's just the right space. Yeah, it's just a, it's an exciting time. It seems like you've gotten the skills that people need, that the industry is demanding. And it's just a matter of pulling this together. And Jason, I'm curious how many of these certifications you have, because I think I may be behind on my badges and certifications. Silver's already got my name and Michael's my coach, so I'll be starting my training next week. Awesome. I'm an introvert though, Silver. You can oh no! <laughs> so Silver and Michael, thank you very, very much for coming on. I think this will be our, yeah, we will my commitment to you guys, as we always said as IBM, we will make this work and we will then also help the gluing with the organizations and what we need to do in Houston. But yeah, really, really excited. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much thank for you, having Jim. us. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jason. I think next time I have to get a mic as well, because it's like I'm the only one without the mic. <laughs> right, that's it. Okay, we need to get our microphone. Your voice is coming through very clear. But thank you very much. And thank, thank you, you, listeners. Yeah, please, I'll put all the notes on IT experience and how you can get involved in this. And you'll hear from Michael and Silver as we go on on LinkedIn if there's anything you need or you want to be the next Silver and Michael and want to be on the podcast with Jim or I, one of the co-hosts, please join us. Thank you very much. And that's Thank you. a wrap. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jim. Thank, Thank you. you, Jason. Bye-bye. Join us again next week on the Energy Workforce of Tomorrow podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com. <laughs> <laughs>